This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Giovanni Lago's interview with the composers for Past Lives, Christopher Baer and Daniel Rawson. There's a word in Korean, inyon. It means providence. Or fate. Do you believe in that? That's just something Koreans say to seduce someone. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Next Best Picture podcast. I'm Giovanni Lago, and today I am joined by the composers of Past Lives, Christopher Bear and Daniel Rosin. Thank you so much for joining. Yeah, yeah thank thanks for having us. Well, I just have to say, the score for Past Lives is probably some of the best film score I've heard all year. I constantly listen to it like every day when I'm either walking through New York or I I just moved to New York recently. So the whole film inherently is just very relatable. And I think every detail about the film is so specific, whether it's the casting or locations or of course the music. And I was just wondering how did Celine Song approach you guys for the film? Was it very early on in development? What was that like? Uh, Yeah, it was pretty early. Um, I think... I think we were on her radar partially because maybe there was some association with the same time frame of the film with with our sort of heyday um, when she was a bit younger, when we were sort of out touring a lot. Um, but yeah, she got in touch. I think they were in the early stages of filming, but we saw the script. They we they gave us the script and had some conversations with her. Um, but yeah. I was just also, I just love the score, uh, the sound of it inherently. It exudes so many feelings. It's, it feels to me very lush and warm and, and, and inherently like deeply romantic. And I was just wondering how the both of you decided to come together to figure out what the sound would inherently be like. Did you always want it to uh, sound like this? Would you try something new? Were you looking for past experiences from your uh, work together and previous music? What was that like? You know, finding, I think finding the sound was a bit of, um, I was very open-ended. So, you know, I think it took a little bit of time, but it was sort of just, you know, once, once we had kind of gotten an understanding of the script and, and the story and, uh, the sort of emotional arc of it, I think, you know, we got some clips of some scenes that they had, that they had already shot and that they knew that she knew she wanted music in and, um, we kind of just split those up and started diving in and, you know, Celine didn't really give us much direction in terms of like what instrumentation she had in mind or uh, even like reference points of like this, this song I love, or this, this element of what, what we've done before, you know, it was, it was very open-ended. So 
in some ways it was a little daunting for us to be like <laughs> what you know kind of pulling something out of a hat but i think as soon as we had some clips to work with it felt sort of like i don't know from from my experience it felt like i was definitely inspired by like just the visual language of the you know what we were seeing and that felt like i don't know that felt like it gave me something aside from just great performances like that gave us something to um react to because i think you know with this being shot on film and just have a having a certain look and aesthetic to it i don't know i guess that really you know that that helps sort of shape the sound and i think both of us were just sort of working with the instruments that we had and and that we kind of feel at home with and um yeah fortunately it kind of just came together pretty naturally in that way it's awesome uh you know it's, it all feels like it was supposed to work that way you know a big theme in the film is inyun you know the relationships mm -hmm. of the people you meet whether they're strangers and just how we all connect and i find something so fascinating about is that if i'm not mistaken this is you guys first feature you've composed on and this is also Celine's first feature she's directed. So, and it feels like it was meant to happen. Do you feel that that dynamic for your collaboration between you guys played into that specific track, Inyan, and just the score in general? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, you know, I mean, I think I mean, what was so interesting about working on this film was that, yeah, I mean, so much of it is there's a lot of space and there's a lot of kind of like loaded space between people so i felt like scoring it kind of just it gave us an opportunity i don't know to kind of explore that tension in a very open-ended way I, I i don't think there was a yeah it was like we really never exactly we didn't know exactly what you know what any what any of it was going to be what the score was going to be um and i certainly didn't feel inevitable necessarily but mm -hmm. there was an interesting way that it kind of kind of naturally as we did one cue after the other, it kind of cohered into something without us having to force it, I guess. You know, there wasn't a lot of need to have a lot of discussions, at least between me and Chris, you know, as far as what the sound of the thing was supposed to be. It kind of, it happened pretty naturally. And I think some of that does come from all of the years that we've worked together on other projects. I think it was it was an easy fit for us in that way. But yeah, Chris, I don't know, what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I I definitely agree with that. I think for sure, yeah, our our sort of past history of being able to sort of uh, pretty quickly like speak the same language or like you know sort of uh, just naturally fall into to that collaborative process and and then simultaneously you know sort of like you were saying with this being Celine's first film it's like that also had its own kind of cool energy um and though there weren't that many like explicit you know oh I want it to sound like this coming coming from her it did feel like our early conversations I feel like a like a there was pretty quickly like a trust was developed there that felt a little bit like I don't know to you know if we're to sort of think in the inyun um mysticism sort of uh 
in some weird way, like that, that trust was developed pretty early on. And I think as we started to send some of the first cues through and they were landing, it kind of felt like, okay, this, this is a good match. Like that we're, we're kind of all in this trust and, and this trust with one another, but also like, yeah, like you said, it's being, being her first film. It's like, there's a lot of excitement there, but that can also come with a lot of like, you know, anxiousness and sort of like, what am I doing? And is this coming off? Right. But I felt like I, I feel real, really grateful that like we were able to establish that sort of um, language language with one another um, kind of early on. Don't you know that you're a grown up? I'm a grown up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days being a grown up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. All right, you think that was good enough? I, I hope so, man. I'm tired. <laughs> Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I, I, I've never done it. <laughs> was there a sense of, you know, you guys worked together, of course, when you were in band and then for high maintenance, which I think is such a delightful show, and your work on that series was great. Um, did you feel that eventually working the film was just were you guys always envisioning that we would make film scores? Did you just feel at this point it was just the natural progression of things? Did or did you feel that you were hesitant at first? And after talking to Celine, you're like, okay, maybe this is where we can start. And you know, being in such a assured company and just her direction for someone who you know it's her first feature. You would not know at all that this is yeah, your first film. Sure. So did how did that come to be? Did you feel that it was time? I mean, I I feel like, you know, I, I've been, yeah, especially since High Maintenance, I've been kind of trying to continue to work in, in like film and TV space. And it's felt like a really natural sh shift in how I make music. And I feel it feels like, I don't know. Yeah, it's it feels exciting to me. So, yeah, I mean, there wasn't necessarily I, it didn't feel like there was a hesitation, especially, I think, with this film coming through, like after reading the script, it felt like, OK, yeah, this is this is great. Like, you know, but also, yeah, you, you also really don't know because there's so much in how it's shot, how it's how it's put together and performances and stuff. But yeah, I felt like it was a pretty, you know, I mean, I think, I think even pre having done any of this, I think, you know, Daniel and I had talked about, like, it's always been something that has, uh, I think working with film score has always been something that has been in the back of our mind. I mean, uh, even when we, more of our focus was in the band and, and um, it's always been an interest for sure. Daniel, you mentioned earlier um, about space 
and mm. one sequence where there is a lot of space but actually there's not that much is the bedroom sequence between um John Magaro and Greta Lee and it's it's so beautiful and tender and the score comes in for the bedroom track which is one of my personal favorites what went into producing that track I, the motif you know with the piano and it's like the dun 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 like I would just love to know what went into making that specific track and how it all played together yeah I mean that was one of the more challenge well the bedroom scene came together pretty easily but that was the 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 first cue that I tried to work on at all was that Inyan sequence, which is a variation of that same theme, um, which was pretty challenging. Um, getting the the tone right for that, and and sort of going through the conversations with Celine about how to really make that function, um, and not step on the, the that sort of very delicate dialogue that was going on, um, and explanation of Inyan rather. Um, but that was the first scene that I even took a crack at and it was Celine's idea to actually apply that same theme to the bedroom se sequence and when I tried sort of replaying the whole thing trying to structure around the conversation it was kind of much more natural actually like it felt a lot more yeah like it felt like it sat very easily in that in that scene but yeah I mean basically I, I went about that in a very old-fashioned way of just like watching it over and over again and just kind of trying to play around it and trying to fit those themes around their conversation. And, and, you know, especially as it gets a little bit more, I mean, it never gets heated, but as their conversation kind of takes a turn towards the end of the scene, like trying to like slowly build build a little bit of tension in there. It was fun. I really I really enjoyed working on that one. I've, you're the first person that's ever mentioned it. Oh, <laughs> So that's wow. cool. I'm glad it worked out for you. That's cool. Thank you. I know. I I, I love it so much. Uh, you know, this work is so beautiful. And as I mentioned, of course, it's it's unreal that this is your your first film score together because you guys are terrific. And I'm just wondering now that past lives, you know, we're going through the motions. So is there any dream project you would want to work on in terms of a type of sound you would like to achieve? Is there more of you guys want to focus on your own individual music do you continue to want to do film scores i mean all of it would be great yeah, yeah. you know there's another opportunity for chris and i to do a score I, I would i would love that and i mean chris has done a lot more of this work i would love to do more film work i'd love i'd love to be able to i don't know, be like more be a little more playful with it would be interesting like to explore some more challenging I don't know, you know, almost like genre exercises outside of my obvious aesthetic. Like this film was great in that it, I feel like it allowed us to kind of continue a similar kind of work that we did with the band where we're, we're building our own kind of very personal aesthetic. And because, yeah, because there are so few guidelines, it really could just be kind of like, well, it's a version of our music just applied to this film, which is great. But I think it could be cool to explore a little outside those bounds too. But um, anyway, I don't know, Chris, you've done. Yeah, totally. Well, I just want to say it's easily one of the year's best scores. Um, real quickly before uh, we head off, are you guys working on anything else at the moment? As, or are you guys just, you know, just enjoying the the praise for past lives and just letting the film, you know, it just won the best film at Gotham's uh, Awards last night. So I was just wondering, like, are you just enjoying the wave for now? Just and then letting the inspiration come to you guys? Or is there anything in the pipeline? Nothing concrete. Um, mm -hmm. right now, but but uh, yeah, just enjoying and also yeah, continuing to yeah, just make make 
make sounds. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to say thank you so much for your time. I think it's an incredibly meaningful and and special score, and it means a lot to me. It's you guys probably broke my uh, Spotify, you know, top ten uh, artist of the wow. year in terms of, like it's gonna be. That's how many times I've listened to it. So I just want to say thank you. Past lives is phenomenal. So I just want to give a huge thank you to you guys and the entire crew, and thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you. Much. Cheers. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to Giovanni Lago's interview with the composers for the film Past Lives, Christopher Bear and Daniel Rossin here on the Next Best Picture podcast. Past Lives is up for your consideration for this year's Academy Awards in all eligible categories, including Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actress, Best Original Screenplay, and Best Original Score. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you all so much for listening, as always, and we will see you all next time. Watch them in unforgettable adventures, love affairs, and tragedies. Now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories. From the makers of Death of a Rockstar and Death of a Sports Star, this is Death Ready. of a Film Star. Starring Heath Ledger, Marilyn Monroe, Chadwick Boseman, Robin Williams, Carrie Fisher, and Bruce Lee. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. You've seen them tell stories. Now it's time to tell theirs.